stranger things Everyone wants more All we can do is wait for season four I thought in the meantime That it might be fun To read every comic and book what I call the Stranger Danger Book Club ah, Stranger Danger Book Club ah, Book Club ah, Stranger Danger Book Club Stranger Things fans, and welcome to another special episode of Stranger Danger, the Stranger Danger Book Club, where today I want to talk about a book that I just finished reading, Stranger Things Darkness on the Edge of Town, an official Stranger Things novel, that's the full title, by author Adam Christopher. Oh, and before I forget, I just wanted to give a shout out to someone who sent um, an email to the show last month. Um, we got an email from someone named Millie Hart. Hi, Mike. My name is Millie, and I'm from Italy. I just wanted you to know that I absolutely love your podcast. It is the best Stranger Things podcast I've ever listened to. Thank you very much, Millie. I also wanted you to know that I'm auditioning for Stranger Things Season 5, and I would love it if you could wish me good luck. I hope I can meet you in person soon and tell you how great your podcast is. Stay safe and enjoy the rest of your day. Good night, Millie Hart. Well, first of all, the meeting in person thing, I mean, who knows if that'll ever happen again. I don't even meet my family and friends in person anymore at this point. But you never know. You never know. Fingers crossed the day we can meet people in person. Uh, second of all, thank you so much for all the nice words about the podcast. That was really cool. Uh, but most importantly, Good luck, everybody, everybody right now, everybody listening, wish Millie Hart good luck when she auditions. That sounds really awesome, uh, really cool, and um, 
fingers crossed that that you get on the show and 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 then we have an in we have an in we we know somebody on the show that would be amazing um and very cool i I think you might be my first listener from italy or as my wife's um uncle would say italy i don't know if that's a like a massachusetts italian american thing i don't know but uh very cool thank you so much millie i really appreciate it and you folks out there you can uh reach us too anytime you just email stranger danger at fans not folks it's good to be back i told you i told you i am a slow reader or if uh, you know for with my boston accent i am a slow reader okay but i finished it today now i'm recording this on saturday um, this is probably coming out tomorrow, I'm assuming, but I'm recording it on Saturday because I wanted to, um, talk about it immediately. Talk about this book immediately. Uh, and I also want to just mention a couple of things. Seeing, um, new cast members pop up on Twitter, uh, has been really cool for Stranger Things 4. It feels like it's really, the ball's really rolling. We see pictures of, of, of production and, uh, it's pretty, pretty exciting uh, and I saw Robert England is going to be in it. Freddy Krueger himself. I'm pretty psyched about that. But as for another time, today I want to take you back. Back to the 70s. Of course, the title of the book, Darkness on the Edge of Town, is in reference to the song uh, of the same title by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, a, a musician in a group that I know very, very, very little about. Um, but something that it's one of those bands or groups and musicians that I am extremely um, respectful of. Like, like I know what it is. I just know that I don't know it. I have like a bad uh, vocabulary in the world of Bruce Springsteen. I know certain songs, and I probably know more than I even know that I know, which is bad because it's like, oh, that's Bruce. Oh, that's that. I, but someday, someday, I, I plan on um, on on uh, really jumping in feet first. But that is that's and of course that's the song that opened up this episode. But that's for another time. This is all about a book report, sort of, kinda, and all about a Stranger Things book, sort of, kinda. Uh, this book came out in May of 2019, and it, again, it's by author Adam Christopher. Adam Christopher is a a fellow from New Zealand who has put out. Um, let's see, he's put out books uh, called "Killing Is My Business." This it's like a robot. What is it called? It's like a robot. Um, he does a series of, of books with robots in them. With like this, it looks like it's a hard-boiled detective style story. With, um, but it's with a robot. He's put out um, a. Oh my goodness! He put out a Mandalorian. <gasps> when was this announced? November second, twenty twenty-one. He's putting out a thing uh, called. He's putting out a Mandalorian original novel. Oh, very exciting. Um, he's written books for like the TV show uh, Elementary, kind of like little expanded stories on that, the, the video game Dishonored. But he also has his own kind of uh, ro- um, Ray Electromatic series of mysteries with robots that based on this book, I wouldn't mind reading. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I enjoyed this book. I enjoyed the story. This felt like it was 
loosely, I'm just going to get right into it, loosely based. Like, the story itself, I don't know how to say this, it really wasn't, it didn't need to be a Stranger Things book. I'll put it that way. You know, with um, Suspicious Minds, that was like feet first, right into, did I say feet first again? Right into like um, the uh, Hawkins Laboratory, uh, right before, um, you know, the and Dr. Brenner, Right, Dr. Brennan, my God, I'm losing my mind. You know, right before 11's story kind of begins. This is a story all on its own that is kind of bookended in certain spots by uh, Hopper and Eleven. And there will be uh, spoilers ahead, but again, nothing will spoil the TV show. This has nothing to do with storyline or characters or storyline, I should say, in the TV show. It does have to do with characters. Really what it seems like is, I think this is between, I'm going to say between seasons one and two, or maybe two, <laughs> it's, between, it's between some of the seasons. Whatever season that they have Christmas, I'm going to say, oh, wait a minute, he's living with her. So it's definitely between seasons two and three. Um, so it's Christmas break, and all the kids are off um, doing, you know, off on family adventures. Uh, and Eleven is stuck in the cabin with Hopper. The kids did buy her a radio, but she's unable to use it. So I guess, I mean, I guess technically this could be between seasons three and four, now that I think about it. Right? Oh, no. No, it can't be. What What am I thinking? What am I thinking? Hopper. Oh, Hopper. Uh, so this is definitely between seasons two and three, as far as the storyline's concerned. Um, so Hopper and Eleven are just kind of stuck in the cabin, not much to do. And, um, she's like, she gets to the point where she wants to, him to tell her a story and she's like, no, something real. And she, remember when she was digging around in one episode and she found a box that said a Vietnam and a box that said New York. Well, she asks him about that. And that is the basis of this story. Um, it is, he doesn't want to talk about Vietnam. He's not ready for that. But he goes in and she opens the box about New York and he tells her about this big case that he worked in New York City. He was, it was 1977. I, your host, was one years old. Um, and he basically, there's like a couple things in there, evidence and, and, and files from this giant case. And the rest of the book is him telling the story of the case, then going back to the cabin, back, more story, back to the cabin to kind of get her reaction, and is, is this too much for her, and her asking questions, and then going back and forth. And that's it. Now, while I was reading this, I'm thinking, there. I wonder if this was a story that the author had, um, and someone came to him and said, listen, uh, we think you'd be good for writing a, a story about uh, Stranger Things, um, you know, we're looking to do something about Hopper's backstory. What do you have? And they put two to two and two together. That was just me completely guessing. I have no idea. It doesn't matter because um, because the story, it's not just um, plug and play. It's not just change the name to Jim Hopper. The one thing this author did do, which I commend him on, and I thought he did a great job of this. He spoke. Um, in the way Hopper talks, I feel like I feel like every time that Jim Hopper was talking, I could picture 
David Harbour. I could picture Jim Hopper saying these words, making these faces, pausing, the, like everything. He felt like the nuances of the way that he talks, the way he gets upset, the way he laughs, the way he tries to um, deal with things felt spot on. And the same thing with Eleven, like the way she talks slowly, the way she she thinks sometimes with a, you know, she'll give like a kind of a blank stare and say things. I thought he nailed that with that. Um, other than that, this didn't have to be in the Stranger Things world. There was, at one point, the thought of something maybe a little, little supernatural, but it turned out not to be that. Um, just to give you kind of the quick, you know, I, I, there's only so much you can say because it's not, it doesn't really build on the Stranger Thing mythos at all. There's, there's, it's just going into the past. And here's the thing. Um, there was an, I, you know, in, a, in an episode I talked about what, what we're looking forward, what we're looking forward to in season four. And um, David Harbour talked about, um, you know, learning a little bit more about Hopper's past. And he brought up those boxes, the Vietnam box and the New York City box. And, you know, I wonder if they planned on doing this. I wonder if, you know, because, I mean, technically this is canon, right? But are they going to do something like in the show that I'm already spoiled on because I read it? Are they going to do something in the show that is completely separate from this so the book really isn't um, everything? But here's the thing. I, I should say, this: the, the, the book talks about one case that he did in one summer. He didn't leave New York at the end of it, and he didn't show up at the New York at the beginning of it. He was already there for a little while. So there are other stories in... Um, the Big Apple that they could touch upon. And of course, they could always touch upon Vietnam. And of course, it may not even that they go back. It may be that someone shows up from his past. These are all just little guesses on my part. But this is the story of um, of Jim Hopper, who uh, came home from Vietnam, and he came home well-adjusted. He feels like he, you know, he, saw, he volunteered for the Army. He saw a lot of people, um, a lot of his, his brethren, um, struggling coming home and he felt like you know he came home okay and he felt like it was his duty to give back uh, and that's why he became a police officer but he felt like he could do more his wife felt like she could do more she's a school teacher and they felt like Hawkins was too small for them it, it seems like they have a small daughter and they all moved to New York City um, and they live in an apartment they, um, she's a, she is a school administrator teacher at a, at a nice school. Uh, they're basically very happy with their jobs. It picks up with them at a birthday party and there's a woman there reading, uh, tarot cards and she talks about dark days coming dark days. And I'm thinking it's about, you know, the death of the daughter. So it's like in, in he's, he, Jim is kind of freaked out by it and you don't think much about this woman, but she comes into play later, um, because this, this, there's a case that comes in. Jim has a new, well, Jim has a new partner, uh, uh, Detective Delgado, um, and it's it's a it's a woman. So she's like in the '70s. She feels like she's already one step behind as far as getting respect from people. But Jim treats her like an equal. They get along really good. They stumble upon a case where these dead bodies start showing up, and um, then all of a sudden uh, the feds show up out of nowhere and say this is our case now. But they don't want to stop working it. 
So they keep working it. They keep working it. They, they, I'm giving you the real crazy once over. If you've read this, you know what I'm talking about. If you didn't read this, I'm spoiling it. Um, they end up finding at these dead bodies these weird cards. And it turns out these cards kind of are like uh, like work with tarot cards. So they end up connecting. I forget how they, they end up connecting back with the woman who reads the tarot cards. It's a friend of the family. But at the same time, you find out she's also a counselor. It's, it is kind of weird how it all connects. Uh, and then this kid shows up and he's like, oh, someone's, they, they, they're bringing back the devil. Like the devil's coming. And St. John is bring, he's bringing back the devil. And it turns out there's this guy named St. John who's it like it takes a turn where you think it's just this murder with like a, a psychopathic killer. It turns out it is this dude, this former Vietnam vet who um, was experimented on in Vietnam. And now he's come back and he kind of thinks the devil is coming. He, he you know, Jim thinks he's kind of faking it, thinks he's trying to manipulate people. But it seems like he completely believes that the devil is coming and he's going to help bring him back. Um, and he uses, you know, uh, psychological warfare. He uses chemical kind of warfare to, to get these gangs to get together, to manipulate them, to get them to buy in, to believe in everything he says, to treat them like a God, to listen to everything he says. It's almost like he brainwashes these people. Um, and it turns out that the, the tarot card reader was also the, one of his counselors when he was part of this place. And now he wants to, I feel like I'm rambling. It is good. It is an enjoyable read. Um, But it's like a 1970s um, New York City cop story that could have had anyone in it. It just happened to have Jim Hopper in it. And you you felt like it was Jim Hopper. You really did. Um, But he, uh, oh boy, I feel like I'm, 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 I'm losing steam talking about this. So he... Um, tries to impul- he tries to figure out what's going on. This kid shows up. He goes with this kid to figure out what's going on, and it turns out that um, the feds are also trying to investigate. They shut everything down, but they're still investigating. So then they they make Hopper um, work with the feds. He has to go undercover and infiltrate the gang, and he figures out what's going on. Figures out what is going on um, at the same time. There's a 1977, there's a giant blackout throughout the city. Um, and there, wasn't there a giant blackout in the 70s in New York City? So I don't know if this, is the, if this timing is exactly right. I feel like it is. I feel like they're, they're using the uh, real events, of the, but I could be wrong. I didn't look it up. I should have, but I didn't. Um, so they're like this gang of crazy people. They're doing human sacrifice. They end up sacrificing the, the, the psychologist, the tarot card reader. I mean, it is, there's craziness going on here. Um, they find out that Jim is, is, a, is a cop, but he says he's a dirty cop, but then they find out he isn't. So then there's chases through New York City. Then you kind of feel like you're in the Warriors. They're running through New York City in the darkness. Um, he's got this woman whose brother's in the gang that, that um, Jim was working with earlier. Oh, my goodness. And she wants to get him out. There is just bonkerness, bonkerness, bonkerness going on here. Um, and it all comes to like a head when they, Jim gets um, almost gets drugged to the point where he kills his own partner. I mean, I'm doing a terrible job of, of, of explaining this, but if you read it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but while all this is going on, he cut back to 11 every so often in the 80s. And he'd be like, is this too much? And she's like, I love it. Keep going. She just, she wanted to know more. She wanted to ask questions. She even asked like, how do you know all these things? You weren't there. He's like, well, 
because there were there's there's stuff in the book where Jim's not there. How would he be telling the story? He goes, I'm piecing it together as best I could based on firsthand accounts or secondhand accounts based on other people's stories and and reports. Um, and you knew that Jim was alive at the end, so you knew there was a happy ending there. And he said that his partner stayed alive to make Eleven feel better, which makes sense when you're talking to a kid. Uh, so you knew everything was going to be fine there, unless he lied to her. Uh, so that was the one thing I was like, well, maybe he lied to her, but he, he said he'd never lied to her. So he didn't. And, uh, you know, everyone came out okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what else to say about this book, except it was definitely, I, I liked the guy's style of writing and I liked the story he put together. The only, the only, it's not even a criticism. The only like other thing I could say is that it just isn't, there isn't a, there wasn't a need for the story to be a stranger things story. Whereas suspicious minds would have been like, whoa, 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 this is totally stranger things. They're ripping this off. This is a story of, uh, you know, uh, um, a good, a good cop and good cops doing what they can to, um, to save the day. Just so happened this good, this good cop was Mr. Jim Harper, Hopper, Harper, Jesus Christ. Um, so the book ended with him in New York City and being happy with things. Uh, there was no, I thought we were going to get the death of his daughter, his daughter getting sick. I thought we were going to get maybe the beginning of the end of his marriage. There was a couple things where he drank a little at work and you think, oh, wasn't he kind of, um, didn't he fall into the bottle when his daughter died? And wasn't he kind of, um, not a drunk, but kind of just like a little bit of a drunk at the beginning of Stranger Things? Wasn't, wasn't that, you know, he just didn't care about it all that much. He was just there doing the work. Um, so I wondered, they didn't really lean into that, but I thought maybe some of that, I thought I saw some of that when he, he, at the end, they're celebrating it at work. She pours the, the partner pours a little drink in his cup and he's like, give me another one. She's like, Ooh. Um, and I just thought, Oh, okay. There's something there. There's something there. I think. Um, but I don't know. I think, um, I, I'm not sure how much more I can talk about it because again, it's just, there's no way to tie this in. To Stranger Things, other than, you know, the author did a great job of speaking like Jim Hopper and speaking like Eleven. So I, kudos to that and to a good story. And I think, I think that's it. I think that's really, really all I can say here. Um, So I want to tell you what's coming up next for the book club. So next on my list is back to the comics world. We're going back to the comics world. And we are going to be reading uh, Into the Fire, um, which is, you know, it's like the, the third series of comic books, of the comics, um, which I'm looking forward to. I already have it purchased, so I'm ready to go uh, when the time comes. Then after that, the next step, uh, the next um, book, the next novel is Runaway Max, which is uh, a, a stra- the third Stranger Things novel. And it deals with Max. So, but I think it deals with Max before she comes to Hawkins. So again, this might be another character building book, backstory of a character. But again, nothing that brings, that makes the Stranger Things, quote unquote, world impacted. Like, there's nothing that impacts, you know, what we like, oh, wow, there's the lab. Oh, wow, this and that. I don't think. 
maybe, maybe, who knows? Who knows? Maybe Billy's in this and there's something there. I don't know. I'd be interested to find out. And I'm looking forward to uh, reading this soon. There might be a little bit of a delay with that, even though I'm already slow enough as it is. Um, there's another book coming out, and it's not a Stranger Things book, and I am really looking forward to reading it. And it's called Ready Player Two, and that comes out next week. And um, you know, I, I um, I might want to read that first. Please don't hold it against me, please. I'm just a, I'm just a fan of Ready Player One, and I really want to read the, the second one. Um, as a, you know, as new, I want to be like right there, right at the beginning, and then. I come back with Runaway Max, probably reading that um, over Christmas break. Again, I'm a slow reader, but we still have time. We still have so much time before Stranger Things 4 gets here. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for staying with me. The show is on Twitter. It doesn't do, we don't do a lot of tweeting from it, but every show is tweeted there. It's at StrangerDPod. Me, myself, and I, I am both on Twitter and Instagram under the name Geek Mentality. The website is fansnotexperts.com. We do have a Facebook page called Fans Not Experts that every so often I remember to look at. Uh, and if you do make comments there, uh, eventually I will get back to you. It may even be a year later in the future. But again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. I'm excited to continue uh, my adventure into the wider world of Stranger Things and its characters. And until next time, until you hear from me again, until we're back talking about comic books, remember, reading is fundamental. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.